0: I'm your host, Riem Labidin, and you are listening to Tech Tag Podcast. Today, our guest is Margit Peters. She's an agile coach, moderator, trainer, and mediator. She supports leaders and teams improving their collaboration and way of working. And I'm very excited to have her today. So now let's meet with her and learn more about her current role and about her journey. Hello, Margit. I'm very happy to have you here. Welcome to Tic Tac. Thank you, VM. Thank you so much for inviting me to this podcast today. It's my pleasure for the audience to know you more. You can introduce yourself and uh, tell us some fun facts about you. So I'm Margit, I'm living in the north of Germany in Hamburg, very beautiful city. And yeah, what's the fun fact about me? Maybe that I'm working in tech environment, but I'm not really a tech person. And you will later see on why I'm still working in tech. I'm interested to know about your journey. So like to start, we can talk about what is your current job, like the job title. So I'm wondering if there is just one job title, but it's Agile Coach. That's a pretty new profession in tech. So I'm Agile Coach and also Agile Organizational Development Consultant. So I work in tech field, mostly and um, help the teams and the leadership to work in a good and um, transparent way. Cool. I think we need that. Let's go back a bit and to see how what motivates you to start this and to go towards this mm-hmm. path. So my path is not a really straight path. So I started basically with a university degree in, in textiles and fashion business. mm mm-hmm. Um, which is really not not at all related to what I do now. Then I started in the field of fashion and um, workwear business. And very quickly, I got into project leads and um, was leading several teams in different positions. And that's where I developed my favor on working with people. And I realized that I like to develop people. I like to like teamwork and I like it when um people work good in a good way together. Mm-hmm. And that's that motivates me and um also motivates me when people like their job and they are happy in their job. And when I can contribute a little bit to this then um it's worth what I do. Yeah. Did you follow like some trainings or how it was so when I was still working as a department chair in a, in a big company, I started already doing a training to become a business coach mm-hmm. it took about a year training on different weekends and work days. I did um, this training next to my job and that really fascinated me because I um, learned so much about people and about behavior of people and about how someone can change their behavior, but also how difficult it is to change a behavior. Working as a coach or learning how to be a coach really fascinated me, and it also brought me a lot of eye-opening situations, and I learned a lot about my own life. That was one of the trainings I did, and then I also did several trainings on organizational development, on agile organizational developments and change management and also becoming a, a good moderator um, for workshops so i did a lot of training step by step and my latest um, um training a bigger um training was um, becoming a mediator which is a person who helps teams and people to um, find solutions for their conflicts mm-hmm. so For me, my job is constant learning. There is never really an end. There's always something I can learn. And every time I learn something, I can try something else. And it's a continuous development of my own person. Yes. And is it like also involves the psychology uh, of people Mm -hmm. and learning about also yourself through that? Yeah, it's a lot about psychology, I would say. It's, um, it's a doubt about learning how different people are. I never really was aware about so many differences and so many different values and so many different needs and beliefs and how important it is to understand more about each other because no one has the same thinking as oneself. And that's why it's it's about psychology. But I wouldn't say it's all about psychology. It's a lot about common sense as well. Maybe back a little bit to my um, steps in my life, in my business life. I stopped working at this big company in 2015. So since then, I'm working as a freelancer. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: this is something I really enjoy as well, because I get to know a lot of companies. And it's a lot about the person And individuals, but it's also about the culture of a company. And I see so many differences when I work with different teams and different organizations, how different people react and what their values are and what they think is a good job and what they think is not good in their job. And there are a lot of similarities, but there are also a lot of differences. And when I work with a new company. I have a new customer and it's always very important for me to understand how this organization works and how people work together. Mm -hmm. And uh, like when you started working as a freelancer, you mostly work with uh, tech companies or Mm -hmm. was it like still not? In the early beginning, I tried a lot of different companies. Mm -hmm. But it was very quickly that I ended up in in tech because there is quite a big need. And that is one reason. And also that um, a lot of companies start to work or work in an agile way. And in working agile, there is a role of a coach in the teams. And tech companies, they started very early already to have this position of a coach in, in, in teams quite often. And now I, I think other companies out of the tech are also opening more and more um, to see the value of having a team coach. But um, in tech, it's getting more and more common. And my first big project was a big transformation where I was one of a lot of consultants um, working in um, agile transformation. And it was also... Um, a big learning for myself because I realized how difficult it is to um, change a way of working that people are used to. And now that they are asked to work in a different way, it needs a lot of um, time, a lot of discussions and a lot of um, workshops to work with them and to realize the benefit of a new way of working. And that was in tech and that was... The big, first big project and big um, work I did um, in tech, that was a big company. And then I switched to a small company and mm-hmm. there, was, there was also a big difference because um, the agile way of working in the startup business is much more common. And um, it's also a different way of leadership that I met in 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 the smaller companies and I learned a lot from the small companies also for my work with the large companies um, because I realized how work can be different and how motivated people are in their work when they are really committed um, in the topic and they like the product they are pre- they are working for and that's so important to see the value of the age um, and that people are driven by. Mm. And do you think a lot of hierarchy, it makes it more difficult or better in your job? Like I think hierarchy quite often makes things slower. Mm. But it's not uh, general. I think it really depends on the leadership, the managers um, they work for. Big companies, they need some kind of hierarchy. Otherwise, I think it's very hard to steer. Mm. But it depends a little bit. If it's um, managers, they really like to work with the people or um, what what they are motivated by. If they're only motivated by making big money or um, uh, meeting the goals of the company then sometimes it can be very stiff but if the managers try to explain the value and um, also talk to the people and listen to them and then I think hierarchy can also be beneficial Mm -hmm. but it's not often that you can see that Are you involved to facilitate the work between managers or mostly in between the teams, like in uh, Mm -hmm. development? Mm -hmm. So I started most of the time in tech business. I mean, I started, um, I worked a lot in the teams, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I am really more and more going into the work of leadership, work with the leadership I also like to work with leadership and teams, because if you talk about changes and changes have to happen in both, have to happen everywhere. And um, if you only work with the teams, you cannot really drive change that much. You need management changes as well. And I also like to work with the managers because they can be very useful And they also ask for feedback a lot. And that's why I see it very beneficial to work with them as well. And as I have been a leader myself, and it's also very easy for me to work with them. And I also like to work with other agile coaches together because um, being a coach, it's not a one-man show. You need to communicate. You're also part of a team and you also have to reflect your own behavior and your own methods. Mm -hmm. And that's why I I feel myself being involved in all structures, like being involved with management teams and other agile coaches or scrum master. I see the uh, sense that I really have to work and communicate Mm -hmm. in a network. Yeah, and I think it is an important role in the tech companies because from my perspective, I see that in tech, people are more focused on technical things. And when they hire someone who is responsible to facilitate and also make sure that there is a collaboration between people, etc., have a lot of benefits. Also, it will help them to keep their employees also, because sometimes there are some issues in the companies was mostly because of the communication between people. Yeah, that's what I realize a lot. People, they communicate only about the topic, the uh, subject or about the product, but then don't like to talk about their feelings, about their needs. And working environment is both. It's about... Doing a good product and a good result, but um, it's also the society you or the group of people you work with. It's also you're all, also human, and human need some communication in between them, and that's also a big part that I try to improve the communication and the understanding of each other. Mm-hmm. Is it also from your role is to um, organize like the different meetings within the team also to organize the uh, retrospective meetings mm-hmm. or scheduling different other meetings? Most of the time, yes, but it's not really necessary. Sometimes I have teams that I do facilitate a lot of uh, meetings like retrospectives or dailies and but sometimes they also facilitate them themselves, and then I would be more a, a coach for them to help them to improve these um, meeting structures. It depends a little bit on which level and what how, how they work together and what exactly is their need. I changed my opinion a little bit in the beginning when I started with this job. I thought it's my responsibility to facilitate all these meetings. But now I more getting into a, to think about more why is important that I do this. Um, is it necessary to do it, or is it better that the team does it themselves? What is my benefit, and what's the best how I can work with the team? And I have some teams that I work more on a coaching on demand um, situation that they will ask me if they have, um, if I can support them but i don't support them on a regular basis it's more that they tell me oh we have an issue or i think someone is on vacation we need we need your help or can you give me give us some feedback and we think we are not working on a pro- proper process can you check with us the processes or the way how they are the process the flow of the work flow doesn't work properly so they would ask me Um, to have a look at that and help them with that and I more and more like to work on a coaching on demand because Mm -hmm. that um, the teams are responsible um, to see that they have a problem and and then they realize okay maybe I should ask for the coach to help us and this is um, more self-determined than uh, in the other case I'm always there and always trying to improve and I'm not sure if the team is always willing to improve their situation at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I also do a lot of experiments in my own job and try to improve myself and improve also the cooperation with the teams. And as I said before, it's very different. My jobs is very, I like it a lot because it's not always the same. Sometimes they mm-hmm. more this way, sometimes they more this way, and some teams need this and others need this. So I'm always challenged to find the right right way to work with them and to adjust my own way of working and communication. Um, I I have to adjust it to to the teams. Yeah, because I can imagine that every team is different to the other when you work. uh, Yeah, very different. And sometimes I don't want to take over the role of the managers or of the leaders or the product owners And I have to be careful that everyone has a clear role and a clear responsibility. And that's why my responsibility can be different from team to team or company to company. Mm, That makes sense. And uh, it could be a struggle between people to give feedback, to be more productive. Uh, Do you help on that? Oh, yeah. I think feedback is a very important thing. In daily work, uh, there are different methods in in my way of working that I help them. For example, I sometimes ask people to say it in their own words or I ask, can you tell how you feel about it? And um, I ask people if they can explain or give feedback. And I try to bring people to also talk about their um, needs and help them to give feedback mm-hmm. especially if, if it's a critical feedback it's everyone is struggling or a lot of people are struggling and yeah. um, giving a good feedback in a, a way that they don't hurt the other person but still that they make the other person aware of what they feel about it and it's of course one of a very important topic in my job and you do that in form of a workshop, like to show them what is the best way to give negative feedback or constructive mm-hmm. feedback. Of course, I sometimes give a workshop on feedback, but I really prefer to implement it more in a daily way of working mm-hmm. because it's more efficient. My, my experience with um, workshops just on the topic feedback is that the people understand, but they don't transfer it in their daily life. So what I do is um, to always repeat it or address the topic of feedback or when we have a meeting, I finish with the feedback round. Or um, So I have a lot of small methods that I constantly implement in the daily way of working. Mm-hmm. And uh, like now in tech companies, I think you see that like in Germany, for example, there is international people working together even if people are on the same having the same background they have different ways of thinking and when you work with different backgrounds they can interpret situations very very differently i think uh, your role will be uh, very valuable like in this situations, especially in case if there are some conflict management or something how do you do that with people that's a good topic that you talk about um vm and it's something um, a lot of people they don't think about that so much a lot of manage- managers do not think about the different cultural experience that people bring when they work in one team very often they only look at the Uh, qualification but um, it's more than that. And I think when I work with the team I always um, try to implement in retrospectives or in workshops that I always try to open the eyes about the differences of the people if they are from different country, if they are different um, places in Germany, different experiences, everyone brings their own personality. And to take time in some different kind of meeting settings about learning from each other and um, being curious about each other and trying to understand each other, it's something so important and it makes work so much easier and easier. That's my job to really look at these and realize about the difficulties of individuals in a team and the differences of, and, and they are facing in the team. And whereas I have sometimes no idea what they are programming or what kind of product they produce. Maybe I understand the product, but I don't understand the <laughs> way to get there, <laughs> the code and everything, but that gives me the time and the freedom to to watch the people and not the results to see what yeah. how they behave and realize how they work. And what is really challenging, I think, is now and that a lot of work is done on a remote way of working, and it makes it very difficult for us, the coaches, to have uh, to get to know more about the feelings and about how the team really work together because um, when you're all sitting in one room or at least sometime you're sitting in one room it's much easier but that's not really reality and we have to find ways how to also uh, work uh, efficiently in distant working and to find methods and ideas how to help teams to better understand each other and get closer to each other do you help on organizing the team building events or Mm -hmm. things like that yeah that's what I like to do of course I like to do workshops and bring them together and especially when there are new people in the team I really like um, that they spend some time together and that they learn about each other and my experience is when they know each other and are curious about each other, know about their past, at least a little bit about their way, about their career, about their private life, then it's a lot easier when they work together because they have a better understanding of each other and they can build more trust. Mm-hmm. And uh, in your job, do you also interact with HR? Because I feel HR are also important in this topic of having, bringing like international people. And I think they also need guidance. Uh, from my experience, I see that if there is awareness of our differences, etc., it would have been more better and also to help people to integrate in the country? Yeah, in in the startup business, I think um, in the smaller companies, I work with HR very closely. Whereas um, in some bigger companies, um, sometimes I'm not really close to HR at all. It really depends how it's organized and who is responsible for agile coaches. And I would like to work closer with them because we both work In a a way, we work with the people of the company. Yes, yes, that's true. And for uh, the onboarding process, when people are starting their job in the company, do they also have sessions with you to get onboarded? Yeah, in the, in the, some companies, always when there is a new team member, it doesn't matter really if they are from abroad or if they are from Germany, I usually have a one by one first meeting and I want to understand what the needs are, what kind of experience they have, because I also need to build up a, a trustful relationship with this person And that's why I'm always having a a first meeting, maybe even more than one. It depends what the person needs. That's something I really, I didn't talk in before because next to the work with the teams, I also sometimes work with individuals in a team. So they would address me, for example, if they have a problem or if they have a, a difficult situation and being a coach for the team or for the company, I also usually one of the persons that they would address if they needed some support mm-hmm. and very often it's the new people they use this more often this is really nice to have in the company and how like the remote work affected your job because it feels like you need to interact with yes. people <laughs> yeah It's um, interesting because I I did uh, three years of remote work only most of the time and it was okay but I came to a point that I really realized that I might need people around me Mm
1: -hmm. and that's why
0: I'm more and more looking for companies that do not 100% remote work and they work with me uh, more in a a way being in, in the offices or doing workshops and I know it. It is always it will always be a mix of online and offline. But for me, it's always important to get to know the people in person because it is a different feeling. It's easier um, to build up trust and to work with them. For me, mm-hmm. I really love to have people around me. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> yeah. And uh, do you coach uh, Scrum Masters or is it like something different? Mm-hmm. So this is something I really like to, um, to do. I um, I once was asked to build up a training for agile coaches. And first of all, I thought, oh, my God, I'm not a really a, a trainer. I never did trainings before. And how can I be a trainer? And then I thought a little bit and I found two other um, colleagues. And we three of us, um, we set up a agile coach training. Mm-hmm. And I really loved it. I tried and figured out that I really like to do trainings. So I built up a different different kind of formats, um, training sessions for agile coaches, scrum masters, and also for agile leaders. And I'm going a new innovative ways. Um, I try out different ways of training. For example, I Start in, we'll start in September again, the HI Friday, which is a two and a half hour session every second week on a Friday afternoon for HI coaches and Scrum Master. And we meet and we get together and um, learn from each other. And I really address um, those topics that they ask for. And we prepare different sessions every second week. And um, it's so useful and helpful for them and of course sometimes I'm teaching some kind of theories but for me it's most important focus is to learn how to address these theories and how to use it in a daily life and daily work and that's what I really like to do trainings where people can get back and start doing something different the next day Mm -hmm. then I'm happy (laughs) yeah to see that you have an impact in others life yes yes and I think also agile coaches are sometimes lonely in their job and they need a network they can address their questions and their situations and and that's what I offer with this group every second Friday they have a place where they can address their problems also ask questions how others do it and so it's a mix of supervision, um, intuition, and also um, training, and it's very very useful for everyone who participates. Mm-hmm. And this will help them in their role, own role, or how it is. Is it like the part of the Scrum Master to facilitate between, like the work within the team, mm-hmm. or also the, let's say, the technical. Way Um, I would say um, it depends a little bit on the background of the scrum masters. Mm -hmm. So I start in the beginning that I'm not having a tech background, so it's difficult for me to help them with their work and the the process in, in the way that I tell them how to do it. But although I don't know, I'm not an expert for that, I can help them um, uh, how they can um, find a solution together. So I believe that a lot of knowledge is in the tech people and they have a lot of ideas. Maybe the team has different ideas and my challenge is to bring these ideas um, together and they make a decision how to do it and how to improve their work and but there are other scrum masters or agile coaches they have a tech background and that's why sometimes they are deeper in the processes and also have a better understanding on how the work is done and that's why i i think nothing both ways of working there is no right and wrong but mm-hmm. um it's a different way how to work with the teams and i think both is okay And when I work work with scrum masters or other agile coaches, I try to open the perspective also, go into reflection and that they learn a little bit of psychology of their teams and how to deal with conflicts. And sometimes they come and say, I really like to work with people like this, but when it comes to conflict, I don't want to work with them. It's very difficult for me. (laughs) And then I we go into reflection and we talk with them and help them to find a way how they can uh, deal with conflicts, and they um shouldn't be so afraid of it. And that's how what we also talk a lot in this agile Fridays. um people come with their topics and their fears and and it's a very interesting um setting and very useful for all agile coaches and scrum masters who are participating. Uh, I see value on coaches to, when they are in the team trying to understand people as human beings, mostly than than going deep with them technically. Because I feel that we, with a group of engineers and someone goes and try to organize their work and then they start to suggest technical things, it would be maybe it, they will participate on the conflict and if you are outside of this technical circle you can uh people will accept more i this is from my perspective mm-hmm. i would accept it more from the person who doesn't participate on the conflict and try to understand as as human being without like seeing how much the person is trying to discuss the technical ideas, etc., mm-hmm. it's mostly about like to being tolerant or accepting others' ideas and, and a different perspective. and it doesn't matter that who is right, it's ma- it matters that people are heard and understood. Yeah. And that's also my understanding of being a coach. So I'm helping others to find a solution, but I'm not giving the solution Mm -hmm. to them because my own solution might not be the right one for the team. And it's not important if it's my solution. I think it's important that the team's solution Mm -hmm. or when I work with leadership, it's important that the leader finds a solution for him or herself. Mm-hmm. And not I tell them what to do, yeah, but to be honest, it's also the most difficult part of my job because we are trained to always think in solutions. And so when someone addresses me and say, "I have a problem in my head," automatically, there will be a lot of solutions for those problems coming mm-hmm. up. And in the beginning, when I was working being a coach, it was very difficult to hold this back and tell myself, No, it's not about my solution ideas. It's about the person's solution. And this might be completely different. And sometimes you see someone says, for example, my solution is this, and you feel in your head, oh my God, this is such a stupid solution. That's the automatic reaction. And to really don't judge the solutions because I I have so many experiences in a positive way that I, in the first row I thought, That it doesn't make sense, but it doesn't make sense on my perspective. But my perspective is not important. And then it worked perfectly. The person's solution worked perfectly because it was that person's solution. Mm -hmm. And I I learned so much in my experience being a coach. Yeah, that it's not important to agree with the solution of a coachee. It's um, not important. And but it's very difficult in the beginning yes it is difficult i can imagine and vm what kind of experience do you have with agile coaches in and and scrum masters in your way of working because you're on the other side you're a tech and you you can tell a bit of your experience and also what you need and what kind of support you need from an agile coach uh i have different experiences i mostly uh, worked with scrum masters to be honest. Mm-hmm. And um, I liked it when the person was really facilitating our work. Mm-hmm. But there are some situations that I disliked when in retro sometimes we wanted to discuss and everyone got triggered in a topic and we want to discuss and then the scrum master asks us that, um, oh, time is over, we will not, uh, we, let's schedule another meeting or something. And I know that it could be better to schedule another meeting, but our we are triggered. So after the retro, we will not feel better about it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I feel like I like it when there is a person who is helping to move forward better than given input. This is maybe uh, many people are thinking the same or not. I'm not sure if it is a common way, but for me, I like to to be productive on technique uh, technically and also during the daily I like to feel that there is someone who is helping on like uh, making sure that everyone is fine I like this also mm-hmm. and if uh, the person uh, the coach sees that we are having some difficulties communicating our ideas I think the good way that work would work with me is that coach would uh, ask me uh, like if we can have one-on-one session to talk or like a meeting to talk together about it it's like I would feel seen that Mm -hmm. it's uh, yeah do you feel more trustful and um, you feel more secure when there is a, a coach or a scrum master in the room who has a clear role And um, you know that in case you have a um, difficulty, you know, there is a person who is seeing it and addressing it. Yes, I think I would like that. I know that it wouldn't be an easy job for the coach to be able uh, to make people trust them because it's not easy to have that trust because I don't think that I would trust directly. So it depends to how the person makes me feel like for example if the person is really like i can feel that they are trying to facilitate the work and yeah what's going on Uh, why do you feel you are blocked uh, in your task Uh, should we talk if they talk like this with me i would feel comfortable maybe Mm -hmm. and it depends on the way how they talk to me and this is why i think that being a coach, uh, like, it's not easy to be a coach because it's really with people, different psychology, different perspectives, and yeah. Yeah, and you said about um, trust is something that you have to work for as as a coach and as everyone in the team has to work. To become a uh, trustful atmosphere in the team and sometimes only saying one stupid thing can really change a trustful situation and some we are sometimes not aware of what we are saying or doing to others without wanting to say something but uh, it can change the situation and having a trustful situation in teams or in, re- in relationships it's a it's a way it's a path it's not a yes or no it's always an ongoing thing yeah you're right yeah um is there something else you would like to share i think that's all yeah if if anyone has more questions please don't hesitate to contact me (laughs) i'd like to talk about how it is being a coach and um yeah it's always open (laughs) it's very interesting I feel that your role is important in tech companies and I hope that many people will be aware of that uh, and this will change because I don't see many companies are doing that and uh, yeah I value I personally see it as uh, something valuable at the end uh, of this session would you like to give an advice for people who are starting their journey which advice would you give to your younger self because like it's the image of the person who is starting their journey. Or the advice that I would give is um, being patient, <laughs> because mm. I noticed when I was young I was very nervous about oh, do I do I do the right studies? Do I do the start? Do I start in the right company? There are so many decisions to make, and um, I realized looking back there is no right and wrong. It's just doing it. And if you have a bad feeling and things are not going well and you feel that something is not right, then change it. And Mm -hmm. also, but be a bit patient. Sometimes when you start a new job, you're frustrated and you're not so happy because you expected something different. But um, take your time, learn the company, learn the job. And it always takes some time with a new job, a new company to feel comfortable with and that's something I would give and there is never one way of your career for me I changed so much so I start I told you that I started with fashion and Mm -hmm. when I went to university I already thought about going into psychology that was also an option I didn't and and I learned so much in my jobs that I had and finally, I'm back to a more psychological uh, job. But every step, every um, work that I did and every company I was working for, I learned about something. I always learned something. I learned some profession, but I mainly learned about people. And mm. um, job work is always about people. And it doesn't matter where you work. And so just start do it and make decisions if you have something and decide in a different direction and um, be brave and <laughs> don't hesitate. And you you will never know if it's right or wrong. Um, but there is no wrong in my opinion. It's just a try. And um, sometimes you need to try to know something else. Yeah. If you don't try, you, you wouldn't be able to progress. And it's okay if something doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, it means that you go uh, do something else <laughs> nice advice yeah just start and don't um, hesitate also to change something and do and take opportunities in my life I always had people they offered me something and said could you think about doing this job and first row I said oh really is it mine and then I said okay I will just try and this mm-hmm being happy to try and um, that helped me a lot. Yeah, it's brave. And I think it's uh, like with this, if you try it and you you face, even you face your fears, later you will thank yourself that you made it. You realize even like in the way it feels difficult, but then later when you feel yeah now i am in the right path it feels good and you feel grateful about uh, your achievement. yeah and it's also with you vm you did a lot of steps in your life and i'm (laughs) happy that i know you here and that you're in germany and that we met um and Thank thank you so much for inviting me for your podcast it's my pleasure and thanks a lot for your time and I'm very happy to know you also and I want to mention it even it's not like related to the topic that uh, like the first time I experienced it to be in Christmas dinner you know, was with you and I have been doing that every year with you and your family and I really appreciate that. I felt welcomed and it means a lot to me. Thank you. You are very kind. Thank you, VM. It's a pleasure to have you as our Christmas guest every year. Thank you. <laughs> I wish you all the best and uh, see you. Thank you very much, VM. See you. I'm looking forward to our next episode with a new guest and new inspiring story. Until then, stay safe and stay tuned to our next episode. Tic-tac, tackle the inspiration.